0: Hello everyone, my name is Uwais Asmal, welcome to another episode of Two Ways to Skin a Cat, a show where we talk career experiences and entrepreneurship and investments. The main aim is to show that there's more than one way to be successful other than just climbing the corporate ladder. We are live on LinkedIn and YouTube and the show should be available on podcast by tomorrow morning. So don't forget to like, subscribe and click on that notification bell to get automatically notified when the next episode comes out. If you're joining us live, drop a one in the comments and drop a two in the comments if you're watching the recording. There might also be a prize given at the end, so don't miss out on that. You'll only know what the prize is if you watch it until the end. My guest for this week is Ian Pereira massain professional accountant, head of accounting and outsourced services at Mazar Bebeja. He's also a national board member of CIPER, the South African Institute of Professional Accountants, and chairperson of the CIPER Simon team. Ian, thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you, Wei, and I really appreciate you inviting me to your live LinkedIn uh, session.
0: Let's jump straight into questions. Tell us your story. Where do you come from? And even outside of work, who is Ian Ferreira Masain? Give us that backstory.
1: Okay, sure. So, firstly, I grew up in a very small town called Alexandria. Uh, It's just close before Port Alfred. Um, yeah, I matriculated in 2005 in Alexandria and then in 2006 I moved to Port Elizabeth to study B-Common Accounting at NMMU. Since then I think it was Feb 2010 that I joined Mazars, uh, it is an international accounting and audit firm. Uh, I did my articles there and since then I have just been promoted through the ranks to, to my current position that I hold there and um, I am a series freak in my spare time. Um, you know, I love to watch series, especially the the top like suits, um, you know, or any accounting related series as well. Then um I am a proud dog owner, which I told you about previously. Eight dogs, you heard them in the background a bit earlier. <laughs> and yeah, and a proud husband. So that's that's me
0: in a nutshell. Okay. And um so dog owner, outside of work, you spend your weekends with your dogs movie, or what else do you do? so basically
1: one of my passions actually since university is ballroom and latin american dancing i kind of stopped that for a while um but what i enjoy most is just having rides with friends and taking walks with the dogs and yes that's that's basically the chilled relaxed life it's not the student life where you know when you back when you're the student you go out and you party a lot and um yeah so kind of got that out of my system and i'm the more relaxed type guy
0: and that i am today I'm going to be honest. Before I started working at my current job in 2018, I knew almost nothing about the Cypher designation. I think uh, we, we had the chairperson on last year and I mentioned the same thing too. I think the marketing has improved quite a bit since. Uh, for those who are studying and maybe don't know much about Cypher and its opportunities, tell us a little bit about the designation. You know
1: what, I think first of all, I would also like to share that um, when I started as a Cyper member, I also didn't know much about Cypher. Um, I did my psycho articles at Mazars which is in, in, in the auditing field and once I got my articles I wrote the, the PSYPA professional evaluation because one of my friends who is now in the UK um, motivated me and said "Me, no you have to go and write the PSYPA exam I thought okay let me give this a try I didn't really know much about who PSYPA was and since I qualified as a professional accountant S8 to be honest with you there's nothing else I'd rather be um, you know, I was invited to a, or not invited, they send out a general communique uh, for an annual general meeting um, or members meeting in Port Elizabeth. And I thought to myself, you know what, let me go and attend this and just find out more about CIPA, who they are, etc. And since joining that AMM, that's how I got involved with CIPA. And basically, I became chairperson of the southern region and then eventually a board member as well at CIPA. And I must say, you know, what makes me really proud about Cyper, um, and I think what really differentiates Cyper, um, in globally, not, not just nationally, is the fact that we really are an accountancy regulatory body that is future ready. You know, we invest a lot of time um, in understanding how the future will impact the accountancy profession. You know, we already know about, we're living in the fourth industrial revolution, but now we are already on the cusp of, fourth industrial revolution is almost like a thing of the past and we have to now look at artificial intelligence and how machine learning is going to change the role that the accountant has to play out there. You know, we're no longer bookkeepers, bean counters, processing. We have to be able to rely on reports um, you know, that generates from machines and you know from systems and we have to adapt to become an advisor. Um, so no longer a being counter, but moving to an advisor. And I think, you know, what what makes a professional accountant essay special in in, in in that sense is that we are future ready. You know, we adapt our skill set to be able to be advisors for especially SME um, accounting practices, SME
0: businesses. So for the students out there, I think that last sentence summed it up advisors for, for, for this that's a, that's a great way to, to put it. If, 100%. If anybody, and, I sh- and I should okay, say yeah? trusted advisors. Sorry, I should
1: say trusted advisors
0: as well. Okay, if anybody's got any questions for for, for Ian, please add them to the comment section. We'll answer all of them towards the end. know, I noticed also that you're also a member of SICA with an AGA designation and a member of the Institute of Directors. Uh, what made you decide to to be a member of both accounting bodies? Uh, some people can be very, very tribal. Like, if you are mm. part of one, then you're not part of the then, then the other people are evil and vice, <laughs> and vice versa.
1: So, uh, yeah, talk us through yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. So, so look, um, my first designation that I got was the professional accountant SA designation. Um, and then our firm offers psycho art, um, articles at Mazars. So to be an evaluator and assessor for Psycho trainees, you need to have a uh, needed to have a Psycho related designation. Um, so my firm asked, can I also be the AGASA designation so that I can be the assessor for trainees as well. So I've got I've Before my current role as Head of Accounting and Outsource Services, that was one of my main roles as audit managers is to um, review trainees' work and um, helping them get through their articles and make sure they get all the competencies they needed. So that is how the AGA SA designation came on board. And by virtue of the fact of being a CIPA board member, uh, we also belong to uh, the IODSA, we get registered. Uh, with the Institute of Directors of Southern Africa. it's just That's just to enhance ethics and make sure that, you know, we stay up to date and abreast with all the things that's happening in the corporate world and how it can impact an institution like SAPA that's also a non-profit.
0: Okay. Um, that gives us a good understanding. I see you, you I mean, you mentioned you uh, grew up in Alexandria. So you have basically, and you're working in, you spent most of, or, or the whole of your career in the Eastern Cape. A lot of the young professionals that come from the Eastern Cape, most of them are like, let's go to Cape Town, let's go to Johannesburg. Uh, What opportunities are available in the province for for those who are thinking of staying?
1: Yeah, I think, you know what, I think there's the, I like to call Johannesburg the big apple of South Africa, because that's almost the direction everybody wants to head to um, or or go to. But if, firstly, I want to motivate people, you know, if they are in Port Elizabeth, there's nothing wrong, for example, or in the Eastern Cape, there's nothing wrong with staying in the Eastern Cape. And if they do consider a career move to another city like Joburg and Cape Town, they also have to take into account the living costs, which is quite a lot more than what you will find in the Eastern Cape when they compare salary packages, um, you know, and compare apples with apples. But otherwise, in the um, in the Eastern Cape itself, you know, there's a, there's a lot of accounting firms. And also, if you go onto the CIPA website, um, they list all the accredited training centers that not just in the Eastern Cape, but in South Africa as a whole, um, you know, with contact details so that they can get into, especially students of today who wants to become a professional accountant, SA, and need to go through an ATC, um, they can go on the website and Website, and they can go and find all the places where there are. Uh, there's an opportunity as well uh, to to do their articles. There's always um, uh, a classified section on the website as well that they can have a look at. And um, in the Eastern Cape, I think what's also quite important is that we shouldn't only be focusing on, uh, you know, once you are a professional accountant, essay that you need to be. In an accounting firm. You have professional accountants in public practice. Uh, You've got professional accountants in working in SME firms or even large large listed entities. Um, You have professional accountants, SA, that are lecturers, you know, and there's quite a lot of tertiary institutions as well who lecture in accounting. So, there's Quite a wide variety of job opportunities that's not only focused in an accounting field, but, you know, the, the doors are wide open
0: if you if you are a professional accountant. Opportunities are there. Definitely. Yes. I see that you also an advisory board member for the business and economics faculty at uh, Nelson Mandela University. What does what does that entail?
1: So, basically, they started a new program, which is internal postgraduate in internal auditing a few years ago, about two or three years ago, uh, postgraduate in internal auditing, um, and this is an internationally accredited um, qualification as well. And the subject advisory board um, comprised of people in the accounting and auditing profession that basically sits around the table table and advice lecturers and the faculty management on what is happening in the profession and what they should look into um, with regards to what they need to offer as part of the modules um, that they roll out. Okay. So, so, so basically to ensure that you know, the strategic advice is given so that students are ready when they enter the workplace and the, the modules and the work that's offered are relevant to the workplace as well.
0: I'm learning quite a bit on this call because I didn't I wasn't aware that 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 cycle members were that involved on the audit side as well but just from the from what you were saying I'm like, okay that there's, there's an opportunity there as well from an audit perspective.
1: Yes, yeah, especially, uh, you know, on the internal auditing side, and this is the specific module that where I'm involved at. But also, um, the the other reason that I am also part of this is because I'm working in an audit environment, working at Mazars, and, you know, before my current role, I was an audit manager, so I've built up quite a lot of experience in audits
0: there. So this is one question that I'd like to ask all my uh, all my guests, but maybe before I ask it again, if, if anybody's got any questions, you might be answering all the questions, so there's no questions so far. So if there's anyone, <laughs> any questions for Ian, please add them to the comment section now. But what is one piece of advice you would give your younger self?
1: One piece of advice that I would give my younger self? Um, probably to listen to my parents. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, you know, they said to me, you know, when you go to university you have to study hard um, and I will be honest with you, back then being a student I was a, a bit more more of a party animal <laughs> for lack of a better phrase, you know, and it, it, it took five years to complete my degree but but it is not something that I regret because at the end of the day um, I took every opportunity that I have. And, um, yeah, and. The other piece of advice that I can give is the opportunities that we look for, we have to create ourselves. Um, You know, there's um, never this, there's sometimes this perception um, that things will be handed to you on a a silver platter. And that is not the case. You know, when I was back at university, I had to work four different jobs just to put myself through university. And we have to work hard to where we wanna get. And once we get there, it would all
0: be worth it at the end. That's a, a, a great, great advice to end off. But any last words from you, or anything we didn't discuss that you would like the audience to know?
1: Um, yeah, I would actually like to find out if the audience have any questions for me.
0: <laughs> the, normally, if there's there a little bit of a lag sometimes with questions, but uh, we can we can uh, check with anything that comes through. But uh, you mentioned something at the beginning before about a prize talk talk to us about that before we pick someone or potentially pick someone so, it's
1: going to be a cyper branded hamper um, and you can find out the address and maybe you can share the address of the winner with me and then I'll arrange for it to be couriered. But it's a, the cyper branded hamper will include like a cyper pin that you can wear. It's a cyper branded mug, cyper um, branded stationery, cyper uh, branded diary, etc. So, it's just a nice box made up of cyper branded goodies um, that we can definitely uh, share with one lucky winner.
0: Amazing. I know there's quite a lot of people that watch, uh, that don't watch live, that watch the recording. So I'm gonna give them an opportunity also to comment. And if they do comment, then we'll do a selection tomorrow and I'll send you the details and uh, of, of the window. Sure. But uh, again, it doesn't look like there's any questions. So is there anything else that you want to, to end off with?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, well, I don't know if it's end off with, but something else that I also would like to share, maybe it also ties in back with your previous question. Um, you know, when you ask, is, with the accountancy profession, don't be too focused only on the technical skill set, but also rely on your strengths in your pervasive skill set to enhance that, you know, emotional intelligence, um, and this this new thing now, cultural intelligence, that's something that I'm also very passionate about. That is something that is really relevant in the profession that we are living in today, because as accountants, we deal with clients and we deal with people and we deal with colleagues and we need that pervasive skill set, which is often not taught at university. So use every opportunity um, outside of university or once you start working in your in your career to um, upskill yourself in all the pervasive skill
0: sets. I think that's a great way to end up, don't just use your, your technical knowledge, use your 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 experience and your other skills as well. Brilliant. The, the show has okay. been live on YouTube and should be available on podcast by tomorrow. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast and you feel it's added value, don't forget to like, subscribe, and click on that notification bell so that you get automatically notified when the next episode comes out. Ian, thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks, everyone, for joining us for another episode of Two Ways to Skin. okay Goodbye.
1: Bye. Thank you.